decide to go for the negative or for the positive, you can decide that you're going to win. If you decide that you're going to win, then you can't quit. Right. Right. Okay. You can't quit. You have to stand on that. You're going to win. And trust me, if you're doing the work to win, you will win. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Lady Trucking CEO podcast. Today, I have another amazing guest. I'm so excited to introduce to you, Ms. Kawana D. How are you today? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. So good to see you. Um, can you go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone? Uh, tell us who you are and what you do. Sure. I am Carwana D, I'm a government contract strategist, and I help women and minority business owners grow their business with government contracts um, so they can have consistent, sustainable income. And over the past five years, I've helped over 200 small business owners actually generate upwards of um, three million and growing in revenue mm-hmm. just in government contracts alone. So I'm excited to share, you know, my knowledge and my expertise about this industry and how it can help you, you know, really grow your business. That's that is so amazing. Thank you so much. Um, so how um, how did you get started in government contracting? Yeah, no, great question. So, um, so I actually start started in business um, about 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and doing the exit. So I, I actually uh, retired from my nine to five traditional job at the age of 27. Mm-hmm. Um, and thinking that, you know, in starting a business that I can, um, you know, be able to utilize all my skills and, you know, surpass like the income that I was making on my job and all, all those great things. Right. So um, fast forward some years, the first few years, you know, like most small businesses, I was really struggling trying to get ahead and trying to, you know, get my business off the ground and yes. um, doing it the to the traditional way. Um, and so I, I really was trying to figure out a way to position myself and my business to um, really make money in business, not only to sustain my lifestyle, but to be able to provide for my family and mm-hmm. some, right. And <laughs> to create a legacy, all those things. And so, um, so it was like, after years of struggling, I discovered from one um, black billionaire that I knew, and I was actually doing some freelance work for who actually built a billion dollar business, just selling to the government. He was the actually first touch, um, the first person to actually share with me that the government was buying from small businesses and that, and I can sell to the small business, the same thing I was selling to him. And mm-hmm. so that was like, probably about, it was in 2012, I want to say. Okay. When I discovered that, and ever since then, you know, this is what I've been doing for over the past 10 years, just selling to the government. Mm. Okay. So when you say selling to the government, what exactly do you mean by that? Yeah. So, um, so, so in business, right, we're all selling something. You're either selling a product or a service. Mm -hmm. And I I was selling um, services at the time. So I was selling uh, video production, photography, graphic design, and web design services Mm -hmm. and business consulting services. And so um, those things, I did not know that the government buys. Um, And so what I learned is that the government buys literally everything, all types of services, including of, of trucking and the vast, types of expertise in trucking from administration to um, hauling, you know, to box truck, you know, there's so many different things that you can actually sell to the government. Mm -hmm. And it's really like um, what I discovered was like, if you can sell it to a person or a business, you can sell it to the government. So they, they're literally are buying it. Yeah. 
Okay. And so that's what you're, that's the type of business that you're doing right now. You focus yes. on government contracting and you were able to build your business up um, at, by helping other businesses begin to do business with the government. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> wow. So that's, so what would you say um, is the most challenging thing that you've had to face, like when dealing with the government? Well, I would say like in the beginning, like, cause mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's a huge landscape to navigate. Mm-hmm. And so like in the beginning, there's like information everywhere. So if you Google government contracting, you're going to find all types of yes. this misdirected different things, like different mm-hmm. people say different things about it. Um, so for me, just understanding how it really works and not only just knowing about it was like the challenge in the beginning, but learning how to get from point A to actually starting landing contracts. And so that was such a challenge for me in the beginning. It took me maybe a couple of years to kind of figure it out. But once it clicked, then really I was like, I just repeated the steps and saw that it kept clicking. And I was like, oh, this is the formula, right? Okay. So there's there's no there's nowhere out there where there's a real formula. Not even the government offers a formula to mm-hmm. this is how you do business with me. Information is so disconnected. Um, and so basically that's, that's kind of was, was like the, um, sorry. So, um, yeah, so that was like the biggest hurdle for me to overcome in the beginning. But like, once I overcame it, it was easy, you know, easy peasy. Wow. Okay. And so once you got your, once you figured out that strategy, um, and, started is is that when you decided to start helping others yeah. do the same thing that you were doing so um so i've always helped people like i ever since i was a kid like i grew up helping people like mm-hmm. whenever there was a need i was like i'll help you i'll help you when people needed friends I'm like i'll be your friend like i was just <laughs> always been like that type of person to try to be the solution to everybody and everything mm-hmm. um and so in business that's exactly the same thing you know that i brought over with me and so when i actually um landed my first contract which was like 28 it was 70 it was 28 days of work for mm-hmm. seventy thousand dollars. and so okay. um the first thing i said to myself was why don't people know about this and mm-hmm. so um that was like the first thing as i was growing and learning i was actually giving out the information about what I was learning um, as I was going through it, right? And, and I, I used to give it out for free. Um, but, but yeah, so like, I, that was the thing is like, I wanted to empower and help more um, minority, especially Black women, learn how to sell to the government because most of the time in business, like we're busy chasing customers who mm-hmm. nine times out of 10 are not going to buy from us. Um, we're busy trying to figure out how to get startup capital, how to get marketing dollars, all these different things. But on the flip side, when it comes to government contracting, you don't have to spend a, a single penny on marketing. And the government is already like looking for, to spend money with you. In fact, um, under the, the Small Business Act, they're obligated to spend money with you as a woman-owned business or as a minority business in the small business as well. So just like, instead of chasing customers, here's the customers, they're basically begging you to do business with them. With them. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned that you've always been the type of person to want to help people. Yeah. So let's go back a little bit. What was growing up like for you? Oh, I love that question. So, yeah. So like, um, so I grew up in the San Francisco Bay area, of course, in the inner city and like growing up, like I was a fourth of seven children to a single family household. So, you know, 
we lived in lack and scarcity and all those things. But my mom, you know, she worked her fingers to the bone, plus did what I call um, kitchen table Jerry curls. Okay. <laughs> That's when like, you know, like back in the day, all the like the you know, finger waves and stuff. My mama did that at the kitchen table for people in the community. So she was a hustler on the side mm-hmm. and, and had a job. And so for me, like I always wanted to um, not have to work so hard to mm-hmm. provide for my family and mm-hmm. to not have to um, struggle and live paycheck to paycheck. Right, I wanted to right, not right. Only dream mm-hmm. about um, being a property owner or a landowner. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only just let that be a dream that I never achieved, but be a reality for me. And so, so for me, um, in growing up, I always tried not to do what everybody else was doing. Right. I, mm-hmm. I didn't go out to clubs. I mean, I did, but I didn't. Um, I stopped very early. I did that when I was like 18. By the time I was 20, it was over for me. I was like, you know, um, I did go off to college and get a college degree and went on to get a master's degree. So I I tried to do everything that um, I didn't drink and smoke. None of those things. Like I tried Mm -hmm. to do everything that um, that I saw would lead to working a job and being a slave and basically um, living paycheck to paycheck. And so I try to position myself, Mm -hmm. you know, for success. And so that's what that's what it was like for me, um, you know, growing up, trying to figure out how to not follow the same patterns that mm-hmm. I saw around me. Yeah. So 13 year old Carwana was <laughs> were you that type of girl who looked out for the lonely person and was like, let me go be their friend. Or, exactly. Know? No, I, I was exactly that person. I, okay. I was the, the person where if you didn't have lunch money, I'm going to share my money with you or we're going to eat lunch together. Or if you didn't have that, um, if, if everybody in the school was bullying and picking on you, I'm going to be your friend. That, oh. That's what I was like. I was I've always been open hearted and compassionate. And, and my kids are the exact same way. Like <laughs> literally they, they they would go to school. And if somebody didn't have lunch, they'll share their food or if someone was, you know, was like, nobody really wanted to be their friend and the teachers didn't understand them, they would actually take them under their wing. So they actually are the exact replica of who I am. And it's crazy to see that. But yeah, I was that person with the big heart. I cared about people. Um, and I still do. I, I, I'm so compassionate and caring um, for people. Mm-hmm. And, and so much to the fact where um, like I literally have given clothes out of my closet to people that, you know, that I felt like didn't really have, right. um, you know, sh- you know, just I've literally given cars to people <laughs> that I saw have families and were on the bus. And I felt mm-hmm. like I, if I have two and I only need one here, right. let me just give you that. And so I'm a giver, you know, wow. by nature, that's who I am. I've always found it so fascinating how our younger selves um, when we grow up, how we're still like our strengths and our weaknesses, yep. you know, when we were growing up kind of translate into business and into the things that we're doing now. Exactly. So I always find that so fascinating to hear, like, you know, how someone was when they were growing up, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to like starting your business and like being an entrepreneur, um, what would you say were some of the major differences that you find in being an entrepreneur versus working in the, the working a job. Okay. Yeah. No, for, for one, the first thing is, um, you can make a whole lot more money working for yourself than you'll ever work, make working for somebody. That is a fact. Okay. That is a fact. Number two, um, with a job you're exchange, you're literally exchanging time for dollars. When you work for yourself, your value 
equals the dollars and mm. the time doesn't make any sense like oh. like literally like i have had six figure days mm. working for a job you will never have a six figure day like where you you know what i mean like mm-hmm. um and so it's, it's it's like the difference between night and day um your whole mindset about uh, money and how it works and uh, want to know how to you know create assets out of your money all, all those things is different when you're working for someone versus having the, the freedom and having your time back and um, all those things and I want to say like one of the biggest things that um I'm a mompreneur as you guys can see too yes, like, I was gonna say. I'm real, like, like I'm able to do all of these things mm-hmm. and still have a very highly profitable business and um the one of the things that made me actually walk away from my job is my older children when when I started having kids when I was working for Uncle Sam like not Uncle Sam but when I was working for corporate America right mm-hmm. and Uncle Sam Sam was taking a lot of my money mm-hmm. um basically um I was missing out on moments like this like I was missing out on first words first first walks first steps all of those things with my kids and the babysitter would get all that stuff. Right. And then my kids would be attached to the babysitter because I had to go, they had to go to childcare. Right. And so for me, like, I'm, I'm like, no, I want, I want to be able to enjoy those moments. And so I really worked very hard to be in a position to be able to enjoy that moment. And this is like, now it's like, I get to do all this, right? Work for myself and, and not have to worry about how much time I can take off you know, mm-hmm. to, to be on maternity leave and whether or not they're going to pay me. I don't have to worry about that stuff. I can make money in my sleep. I can work. I can make money while I got my baby on my hip and all those mm-hmm. things. So, yeah. So it's, it's a totally different industry, like whole different. Everything is yes. different. It, it is really a game changer. Um, and I know I like making that step from um, working a nine to five into entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. I feel like you definitely have to have a certain type of mindset to, be yeah. able to take that step. Yep. What kind of mindset did you have to have yeah. in order to have the courage, right? Yeah. To yeah. make that step. Yeah. It's scary because, and, and most people are stuck and have become stuck in their jobs because they feel it's job security and they're so used to getting paid routinely every two weeks and stuff like that. So it's, so it is really a challenge, right? To just say, well, I'm going to leave that. And then now I got me to depend on. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, the mindset is like, you, you have to be, uh, have a plan first, you have to have a plan and you have to be taking action on that plan. Right. Um, because just because you walk away from a job doesn't mean your business is just going to work for you. You have to be willing to, um, you know, go through the, the valleys and stuff and, and, and come up with solutions and you have to be like quick, you know, cause like, um, success loves speed. So you can't be slow. You can't like sleep till 11, 12 o'clock. Um, you know, in the afternoon, you have to be willing to get up as if you work for yourself or as if your business is a job for you um, and, and still give that same commitment and show up for yourself. And so it takes um, growth, development, all these different things, because you cannot take um, an employee mindset into a business, you know, um, atmosphere and think you're going to succeed with that. That's so true. So, so, so true. Um, because the, it's two completely different um, animals altogether, you know. Yeah. So it's like comparing um, apples to tires. Yeah. <laughs> Not even in the same. 
<laughs> Absolutely. You know? Um, so when it comes to like specifically, I know that, you know, I have I've I know that there are um different opportunities within government contracting for the trucking industry. What are some of the areas um where that you find where opportunities are, are more available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first, first there are there are contracting opportunities for trucking for women specifically too. Okay. Um, and um, so if you're if you're selling to the government, um, of course the government spends like the federal government alone spends um just in the past year upwards of ten trillion dollars, of which twenty six percent is set aside specifically for um, small business concerns. And upwards of 6% of that is specifically only women can touch, right? And that's just on a federal level alone. So that's over $2.6 trillion on the table for small business as a whole. And um, on the state and local level, there's even more money, you know, included in that. And so um, when it comes to trucking, the different types of opportunities, you may see things for like um, hauling, um, long, like uh, freight, trucking and freight, like long, long distance freight, short distance Mm -hmm. freight. Um, There's things for like um, refrigerator trucking. Right, um, right. Anything like with construction and like delivering things with trucking, um, renting out your trucks. Like there's so many different, there's trucking administration, there's logistics. There's so many different services when it comes to trucking that you can um, position yourself to win contracts Mm. with when it comes to government contracting opportunities. Um, And the opportunities are like limitless. Wow. So what, how would someone who is a woman go about finding these opportunities? Yeah. So, um, so definitely, uh, every agency basically have a, um, procurement database on their website where Mm -hmm. they're posting opportunities. Um, but also like in my, I have a five day challenge where I actually show you how to, um, look for those opportunities and see what they're spending and all those things. So, um, if you're, if you want to like get pre-qualified and actually walk Mm -hmm. away qualified to sell to the government, know how much they're spending on your stuff, know what agencies are actually, um, spending and they're looking for you. Um, Mm -hmm. I would, I would invite you to join the five day challenge. It's uh, govconchallenge.com. Mm-hmm. So um, that's govconchallenge.com. And in the five days, you will know exactly how much money is on the table for you and wow. how to position and market yourself to the government. Can you walk us through really quick, like what the, what those five days would look like? So like day one, we're going to learn about this. Day two, yeah. you mind giving, giving us okay. a little bit of that? So let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Um, let me see. Actually, uh, let me pull up my notes on that. So, um, but I can't tell you. I can tell you that um, in day one, we actually go through the the um, the checklist of business foundation documentation that you will have to have mm-hmm. as a business owner in order to sell to the government. Because most people, you know, um, are, most small business owners are not as organized or or ready to sell to the government as they may think so there's a list of documentation so we we help you set the right business foundation that documentation includes things like your um articles of incorporation your um operations agreement things like your bylaws or if you're a sole proprietorship like your fictitious business name statement and it's it's a whole list of things that we help you understand what you need and why you need them. So in day two, we basically go through unlocking million dollar services. And what I mean by that, 
is we show you how to take your industry or your service that you provide and um, add additional components to where now you have multiple streams of income within your your your, your single business. For example, um, I can show you exactly how a child care provider can get get paid at least five different ways by the government. So typically a child care provider get paid to watch kids, but when it comes to government contracts and they have contracts for that, um, you can get paid for the daycare service, the after-school care service, for the nutrition services because you're feeding the kids, for the tutorial service if you're doing like homework sessions with them, for the um, the uh, mediating services like peer-to-peer counseling if you're if the kids live in multiple households and there's conflict between the parents and now you're stepping in to mediate, uh, for photography services for those daycares who take pictures of the kids, and so we show you exactly how to unlock those multi-million dollar um, streams of services within your business in day two mm. right so that's very powerful that's and most amazing. people don't that even know amazing i would yeah. love to hear like <laughs> yes. to unlock the um the different streams that could come in with within the trucking industry because exactly. like yes you know, absolutely. there's so many different um you know aspects of trucking Exactly. Absolutely. And then so day three, um, we we go through discovering what your thresholds are. Basically, a threshold is how much can you make and still qualify as a small business and um, participate in these set aside spins. Um, We talk about leveraging your social economic disadvantages. So you're black. That's an economic disadvantage. If you're if you're a woman, that's a social economic disadvantage. If you're LGBT, if you're a um, service disabled veteran, um, all these different things. So we help you identify and show you exactly how to leverage that to get access to even more contracting opportunities, specifically because of those things. And then we show you exactly how much the government is spending on your particular um, industry and your service codes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> I definitely we need to tap into that because that sounds like a wealth of information yes. that otherwise, like you said, like it's it's real the information is kind of scattered all over the place when you do like a, a general search. And yes. so having um, a professional, someone who is familiar with the ins and outs of government contracting like yourself, it would be a game changer, I feel like, to have someone like you kind of guiding us through Walking and good. holding our hands exactly. to say, look, this is what you look for. This is what the verbiage means and all of that good stuff. Exactly. Yes. Wow. Um, so when it comes to um, your business as an entrepreneur, what would you say has been the biggest challenge for you? Um, I, okay, so as an entrepreneur, the business, I say, I, I would say just like um, one of the biggest challenge that I'm actually growing um, to like fill some of those gaps is like building capacity, like, cause, cause you know, your business can grow and take off really fast um, and you have to have systems and infrastructure and all these different things that I did not think about on the, you know, on the onset, like of, of having a business, of course, you're not thinking about um, systems and processes. You're not thinking about building a team and hiring people to help you with, you're not thinking about a marketing team and an email camp. You're not thinking about all right, these different right, pieces, right? But as you grow, um, then your challenges and the more money you make, your challenges become different. You have different types mm-hmm. of challenges at different revenue levels. And so for me, it was just like just growing t- to the point to where I think I, I started off in business by, by myself and I literally thought I can do it all by myself. And I did it all by myself for years. And that limits your capacity to grow. And so for a few years, I was just like here at this capacity, like I couldn't go beyond, but like 
as you actually grow and evolve as an entrepreneur, you realize that you do need a team. And the more, and, and by hiring people, because people think, oh, if I hire them, then I'm going to miss out on money. No, by hiring strategically, you're actually going to make more money. And so those are the challenges that I had to overcome and the things that um, I'm still growing and putting people in place to help me even break through new ceilings um, in my business. That's yeah. amazing. That's that's amazing. <laughs> Thank so, you. <laughs> you know, as you said before, you are a mompreneur and we do yeah. have um, <laughs> your little person yeah. there putting their input in. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, how, do you, how do you balance, right? Because yeah. I know it's an ebb and a flow and I know sometimes balance um, is, you know, it's kind of, people yeah. have different views on that. So I'm curious I'm to know what your view yeah. is. You know, at, at some point I really thought, and I really believe that there was a work and family type of life, life balance. balance. There's mm. no such thing. Right. So it's just like, you actually get to design the life that you want and you figure yeah. it out how you want it. And so for me, um, when I get up in the morning, just being able to stretch and not jump to checking my email, like for me, like I'm good. Like mm-hmm. balance is what you want it to be. Like I feel cool, like working a couple hours during the day and then being able to spend time with my family if I want. Or I also feel cool sometimes just working all day <laughs> with the kids or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. and so there's no such thing as balance, it, no work-life balance. Nobody will ever have like a work-life balance. Um, it just doesn't work that way, right? Yeah. But it's just like, you just have to figure out what works for your individual self to where you feel not overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And then you feel like you're commit, you know, like you have time over here and over there, whatever that may look like, like yeah. for me. Um, so now um, I purposely take days off. Mm-hmm. It's so easy as an entrepreneur to just work, 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 especially if you love what you do, yeah. work around the clock, seven mm-hmm. days a week, around the clock. So I know a lot of y'all, true. it's like, yeah, you're right, it's right? True. Sometimes you so be like, up and you look at the clock like five o'clock. Wait a minute. I exactly. didn't know that. Yes, five o'clock in the morning. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so so it's just like, you have to be intentional. Like, what do you want to, like, how do you want your life to be? What What is it? What does happiness look like for you? Um, what does success look like for you? And if that's sitting on a beach, you know, um, over in the Bahamas or whatever, once a year, then that's your balance because you're doing what you want to do. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you there because, um, there, when you think about balance, it's like, you're, you're literally, it's either you're going this way or you're going that way. And when you're, if you're on a, if someone is on a tight rope, like there, there's no real, um, balance, yeah. <laughs> right? So, yeah. and then I find that definitely when it comes to entrepreneurship, it's either you are focused on your business yeah. and then you take a break and then you, so you can focus on your, your family. family. Just like you said, you can't yeah. focus on your business and on your family at the same time, at the same yeah. moment, right? Yeah. Cause that doesn't work. Like, you know, yeah. and so, um, definitely putting those like or structuring your day or structuring yeah. your week or structuring your time yeah. generally mm-hmm. to say, you know what, on Wednesdays is my day to just focus on this aspect of my business exactly. and on Saturdays are off limits or Sundays or whatever it off is. Lim- yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just for families. Cause then so that way. Have, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, so you, and you have to be intentional because, you know, it's one thing to put it on calendar and yes. just be looking at it. <laughs> Cause I look, there's a lot of things that I put on calendar and it pop up and I'm like, Oh, okay. But I'm not doing it. Right. So it's just like, you have to literally force yourself to be intentional. That's real talk. Yeah. That's real talk. Mm-hmm. 
That is yeah. so true. And it comes with discipline too, because sometimes the discipline of getting up early or even going to bed early or getting yeah. enough rest and, you know, taking care of yourself and yeah. all of these different things as women who are in charge of the household and we're running a business and we got the kids to think about and all of these things that we're juggling, it can get very tricky when it comes to even taking care of ourselves. What are some of the things that you do? like to just get like a mental reset or like a you know um, (laughs) take a deep breath for yourself so um I'm so I'm like I'm more of a um like I love bubble baths and Mm. I'll like put on like I love music from the 80s and the 90s and so I'll just like play like my favorite um slow jams or new edition or whatever Mm -hmm. while I'm in a candlelight bath like those types of things it just kind of helps me to reset but also um I love getting up and meditating I love meditation music because it helps set you know get your vibrations up and Mm -hmm. stuff like that um and I and I love waking up like uh with positive messaging yeah because it kind of sets the tone for the for the day um, maybe drink some tea or eat a little bit of breakfast or whatever. Um, and, you know, and just kind of eliminate the chaos. Like yeah. if you wake up and the first thing you watch on the news is the news and there's, there's nothing but chaos. Mm. So now in your spirit, you're like, your energy is like this. You're yeah. it's, it's a whole bunch of chaos happening. Your day is out of control, all that stuff. So it's like, you really have to be intentional about finding your balance. And for me, that's how I find my balance. And then I like to take trips, you know, um, at least once a year to get away and go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's really, that, that really kind of helps me to, you know, just like, Oh, it's my reset time. And I love reading too. (laughs) And I I realized like when you take that time for yourself, you come back better and you're able to focus more and be more intentional. Like you literally feel more like yourself, you know? Um, it's so easy to get, um, bombarded and yeah. just absorbed in the business yeah. and in everything yeah. else that you have to think mm-hmm. about and yeah. forget that looks I'm an individual too and I need to take yeah. some time for myself yeah. also yeah. you know you have you have to you have to take care of yourself because like if you like as a business owner there's a million different things that you can be doing every single day right mm-hmm. and we really and sometimes we do try to do it all we do. And then you realize there's still a million things that's left over. So when you understand like um, prioritizing mm-hmm. and some things can wait, some things you can delegate like that, that all comes with growth and development and evolving yeah. um, from a business owner and entrepreneur to being actually a boss and a CEO and all yeah. those things. Right. Um, there's levels to the game. Right. Absolutely. And so, and so, yeah. So, so for, for certain, um, you know, if you're not taking care of you, what happens when you crash, then the business is going to like, you, it's going to be there for things are going to pile up because now you're in a hospital bed because you didn't crash yourself, you know? So, so it's right, like, right. so you got to take the time, you know, you have to really plan out, you know, what your life is going to be like, what is your day going to be like? And, um, and it could be, it's chat, like, trust me, if you, if you're like in your forties, you have 40 years of bad habits that you've built, that mm-hmm. you have to reprogram yourself to learn how to plan on Mondays. This is my reading day or on Fridays, you know, I'm just going to talk to clients only, or, you know, however you're going to do it. Right. Um, it's hard, but you have to do it, you know, um, so that you can have your, your peace of mind. Um, and just know that, just know that just by not 
doing all the million things, you're not failing in business. And, um, and that, and it doesn't really affect your bottom line. You know what I mean? So you just have to prioritize by what's going to make me money today. Like what is the money making, uh, activity that I can do today at Mm. minimum that's going to keep my revenues growing everything else is like secondary right 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 what what would you say are three things that someone who is is might be thinking about getting into the trucking industry or thinking and thinking about the government um, the government contracting aspect of it what would you say are three to five things that they would need to like do today like those activities that you're talking about to yeah. say okay I need to do xyz in order to be on the road or to get in the process of going in this direction yeah so um so so one of the one of the biggest hurdles or biggest challenges that I see um or mistakes really that I see small business owners make, uh, mm-hmm. whether they're getting into the trucking industry or thinking about starting a business or thinking about getting started with government contracting mm-hmm. is not investing in themselves. And, th- mm. and, and I can, I can speak to that um, specifically because I, I used to be there when mm. I, when I was the type of person where if it's going to cost me, I'd rather do it myself. Right. I, I was that type of person. I don't mm-hmm. care if it costs $20 a month, I'm going to just manually do it. That's how right. I was. And that type of mindset and, and that action and that thought actually kept me broke. That's the, those are the thoughts of um, a broke person. Cause you don't Isn't understand. Isn't that so ironic? That is yeah. so ironic. It, it, Cause you, you don't, you don't know, like, it's like by investing in yourself, you're saving time. You're gaining knowledge of someone else who's already done it. So you don't have to try to figure it out, but you also gain the result faster than you would have mm. if you did not invest in, in yourself, whether it's a tool, right? Because they have email CRMs and all these different things that I didn't even uh, invest in in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I did not know that that same tool that I was saying, oh, I don't want to invest as little as $20 a month. I didn't want to invest in that same tool. I can actually use and leverage now and print millions of dollars in, mm. in, in a, on an annual basis. So it's like we self-sabotage ourselves by not knowing um, the power of investing. And I, so I would say the, one of the three, uh, the top of the three things is to invest, really invest in yourself. Like don't be, um, especially when it's something that's going to position you to make money, right? Mm. Um, those, those types of investment you never lose, but most people self-sabotage themselves. So investing in yourself is, is so, so very key. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is thinking outside the box. For instance, when it comes to um, government contracting, I, I always say this. So the, there's, there's, there's quite a few people that I knew who had like t-shirt brands, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you can actually land million dollar contracts for t-shirts, right? But they want to stay stuck to the Boo Boo Kitty brand versus just selling t-shirts to the government, right? right? You can sell Boo Boo Kitty to the individual person, but the government is also buying t-shirts. So it's like, you have to really um, be open-minded and mm-hmm. knowing how to position yourself properly to sell to the government. Like there's a million different things that they, you know, that you can sell to the government when it comes to trucking, but you also have to be open-minded trucking. That could be logistics. It could be, um, you know, selling a box truck. It could be, um, delivering things. It could be anything. So just because you do logistics don't mean you can't do trucking and hauling because there's another company who actually does the hauling service that you can partner with. And so you have to be just open-minded. So, Mm. um, and the third thing is just like never giving up. Some people give up 
um, because it has not worked or hasn't worked over years or you tried a bunch of different things or you tried something and it didn't work and now you're blaming the, the who you tried it with all that stuff like you cannot you can never give up on your hopes and dreams never give up on your business because at that moment when you're like I that's it I give up the next thing <sighs> for you was your be- your breakthrough, right? Ooh. So it's like you uh, actually abort your success when you give mm-hmm. up prematurely. Oh my goodness. Wow, that was a word. <laughs> <laughs> that was a word because it's so true though, because mm-hmm. um, you get frustrated, like you said, yeah. and you're just like, yo, I can't, I'm, I, this is not yeah. for me anymore. And it's funny because I was, I was speaking uh, with another person uh, but I was speaking with a friend yesterday and um, she was saying that she decided to not go forward. She has, has a business that with products and, you know, it didn't seem as if anything was getting off the ground. And she said she stopped for a while, but she said when she stopped, she realized like she was getting up in the morning, like, okay, it's like, she almost lost her sense of purpose. Yeah. And sometimes the thing that we're doing is tied into our purpose. And so we have to make sure that we're not aborting our purpose and our destiny because of fresh, like because of frustration or basically making a, how does the saying go? Making a permanent decision in a temporary temporary. situation. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So it's like keeping, how do you keep the, so when you find yourself in that situation, or if you, if there is someone in that situation now, like what, what words of advice would you have for them? If like, they're just like, look, I can't do this anymore. Like, yeah. So like, um, that's a, and that's a really good question too. So like, I, cause I, w- I was there at the, at the crossroad. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a crossroad between do I keep doing this or mm-hmm. do I just let it go? Right. And so I, re- I remember when I was struggling in business, wasn't really making money, couldn't afford to pay my bills. And I'm on a fence, like I'm gonna have to go get a job. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, I had the decision, like, do I play the safety zone and go get a job and assume that's financial security Mm -hmm. or do I stay here and just work it out since I put in so much time and effort, Mm -hmm. you know, do I just stay here? And so I chose to stay there and had I, had I given up, right. I'll be working for someone probably, you know, living paycheck to paycheck or whatever. My circumstance would never have changed, Mm. but because I stayed the race, now I'm in a whole nother position, a whole nother tax bracket, a whole nother, you know, just building legacies, doing things that I never thought was possible um, for myself. And so I would say, um, if you're like, if you're in a position to where like you either you have a decision to make, just know that um, fear, of course, is the false evidence, you know, appearing real, appearing real but also you have the, the choice. You either going to do it or you're not. Right. So, and, and, and that is where your faith kicks in. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm faith, faith driven, right? Mm-hmm. Just like, yes. if God I don't know how people it, live without it. it. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you have to have that faith. And so you have, and, um, and faith is energy. So you have, you have the ability to focus your energy on the negative, all the things that didn't work, all the reasons why you should quit all those things, or you have the ability to equally focus your energy on all the positive, right? Mm. Why? what your purpose is and why you were called to do this and what's going to happen when you make it and all those different things. So it's like, it, it's really up to you. It's like, um, the thing about life is like, we're, we have the freedom to, to make decisions and your decision is going to bring about a, a reaction, right? And so you can decide to go for the negative or for the positive. You can decide 
that you're going to win. If you decide that you're going to win, then you can't quit. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't quit. You have to stand on that. You're going to win. And trust me, if you're doing the work to win, you will win. <laughs> Point blank, period. Point blank, period. Ain't no other way. Ain't no other. Ain't no other way. About it. It's, it's like it either is or ain't. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and definitely standing that ground, like you literally in that place of frustration, in yeah. that place of insecurity sometimes in that place of difficulty just like um making the decision to go forward and so you know what I'm sticking with this because the other options are not really an option go back to what with a job go back to getting up at four o'clock in the morning driving two hours in traffic you know um driving around for an hour trying to find parking you know it's like when you weigh the two things and when you really look at it it's like either you're missing out on time and money yeah. Rather, so it's like just making that investment in yourself like you said I think that's what it goes back to really yeah and that's to remembering what your why is remembering why am I doing this you Mm -hmm. know and why is this important for me to keep going you know because honestly um when you're in those moments of frustration and you're down on yourself and things are not working or, you know, someone, a a client may have canceled or an order or whatever it is, it's so easy to just lose sight of why, or where's this really going? Especially if you're, especially if you have people around you who are not very encouraging. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. Um, yes. what kind of environments have you had to place yourself in? Cause uh, environments are extremely important oh, yeah, for, um, sure. <laughs> for yeah. entrepreneurs. Like if you're an entrepreneur, you need to be around other entrepreneurs that true. are talking the way how yeah. you're talking and believing yeah. what you're believing and stuff like yeah. that. Yep. So you have to surround yourself with like-minded people, um, positive people, people who are, are where you want to go mm-hmm. or people who are on the same path or journey, right. Mm. Um, of where you're going. Cause they understand where you are. They understand, you know, they, they have, they understand what that journey looks like. Um, and you can have those type of conversations versus someone who's on, in a whole nother world, mm-hmm. um, you know, on a whole nother level, they're talking about what just happened at the Oscars. You know, mm-hmm. they're not talking about how we're going to make this money or whatever, right. you, know, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, Totally different conversation. So it's like, um, and those conversations are cool too, but it's like, but you definitely want to have a, be in a community of, of like-minded individuals because it, it helps you stay on your toes. Um, and, um, you know, uh, and you're not alone. Like you don't mm-hmm. feel like you're alone. And it, it kind of reminds you of what you're supposed to be doing. And it reminds you of your purpose and your calling um, as opposed to, um, you know, being drawn and away from your calling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you had to leave a word with the audience and everyone that's listening as far as just with, with everything that we've discussed so far with, between government contracting, entrepreneurship, motherhood, yeah. balance, um, what can you leave a word with us uh, today? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say, I would say that for all of the, um, you know, um, CEOs and uh, women in business, whether you're in trucking or whatever type of business that you um, aspire to have, or maybe you have, just know that um, you were designed for a greater purpose and your business is not just for you to pay bills. Your business is 
uh, for you to create, to be able to create impact, but also to be so that you can be a role model um, for you to be, um, you know, build a legacy and all those different things. And so you're knowing that your purpose is so great, you can never give up. And I want to encourage you to never give up. But also, I also want to say that um, if you are looking for a way to tremendously grow your business so that you can have the revenues and the capital to be able to impact the world globally, to become a philanthropist, just know that the government is the number one biggest paying customer you could ever acquire. And they're looking for you. You know, they're actually practically begging and throwing money out the window for more women and for more minorities to actually do business with them. And so um, get pre-qualified. I would say at least come through the challenge. It's um, govconchallenge.com. I'll show you. And this is where I help people actually craft out what that can look like for them so they, that they know exactly what they're walking into so that you're not walking in blind asking questions or right. trying to pull the questions to get the answer and you're still confused, right? Mm. So at least through the challenge, you you know exactly what governments, um, what the government is buying, how they're buying it, how much they're spending on it, who they're selling it, right. you know, who they're buying it with. You know all those things. So you know where you can get in, where you fit in, right? Exactly. So, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't... And what I love about it is that it's um, it's trucking and any any other business or service that you have, yeah. Yeah. you know, because mm-hmm. there are some like I always tell I always say like, you know, um, I feel like there are so many other um, businesses and services that could. Yeah you know, be developed to serve the trucking industry because it's such a vast industry and there's so many um, needs and knowing that the government is out there looking for us Mm -hmm. is, um, is something that we should definitely tap into. So if someone wanted to work with you specifically, um, what, how would they be able to get in touch with you aside from the, um, the The challenge? challenge. I know, I know the challenge is is coming up, but, but aside from that, if someone wanted to work with you. So um, you can go to my site is carwanadspeaks.com. So carwanadspeaks.com. So if you wanted to work with me as a consultant or if you wanted to have me um, on your other, you know, your podcast or do a speaking uh, engagement like for your group or whatever, that is the best place to reach me. Okay, one more time. Um, carwanadspeaks.com. Okay. And you can, you can find me on Instagram under carwanadspeaks or Facebook under carwanadspeaks. Okay. Awesome. Carwana, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. I mean, this has really been extremely engaging and informative and I'm looking forward to the challenge. Um, is there like a registration or like a, uh, um, a wait list or something that so right now, um, the next challenge is coming up in a few weeks. And mm-hmm. so yeah, there is a registration So okay. if you go to the website. It'll tell you the date. It'll tell you to go ahead and get registered. And yeah, so let's, let's, let's right. do it. Awesome. Yeah. And you can become an affiliate. Yeah. And okay. share it. So oh. I'll, send, I'll send all that information over so that you can help other empower other women to, you know, become, become pre-qualified. Through the that challenge. would be amazing. That would be amazing. Carwana, thank yeah. you so much. It has been a pleasure having you and everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Lady Trucking CEO podcast. And we'll see you next time. All right. Take care.